Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. I want to welcome you back to the program again this week, and uh, this will be the fourth week we've had a special guest on the program. Uh, my son Jeremy is on the set with me today, and he is the pastor of Word That Frees Church in Winchester, Virginia. And if you're in the Northern Virginia area, I encourage you to go by and join them for a service. I believe you'll be blessed. Also, you can follow them on Facebook by going to their uh, ministry page, which is Word That Frees. Mm -hmm. And you will be able to see a lot of the videos that they've done for their church recently during this uh, stay-at-home order that I believe you'll be blessed. It was those series that inspired me to have him on again. Of course, this is he's the first guest we've had since we've been in the new studio. Uh, but they have used Studio B, which is also in this same building, uh, for their live stream, and, and we've used it as well. We When we built the studio, let me just get, tell you this as well. When we built the new studio last summer, we, ha we were building it with the thought about possibly doing webinars, live streams, college classes, different things like that, having no idea that we would need it so soon. But we recently did a webinar ourselves that is on, uh, we, we did it on, through Facebook Live. And uh, let me just t tell you, if you'd like to follow me on Facebook Live, go to Lynn Hiles Ministries. My personal page is full, so I can't take any more friends there. But Lynn Hiles Ministries is my public page. And we share everything there as well on our public page. But I did a webinar there called A Study of Last Days. And it, it's been so widely received that we uploaded it to YouTube. YouTube as well, and uh, you can go there and watch it. But all of that is available to you, and uh, as well as any of these programs are also uploaded to YouTube, and uh, you can watch them on demand. And you can also go and uh, listen to our podcast or the RSS feed for the Android device. The easiest way to do all of that is simply to go to lenhouse.com, and up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a direct link right to our channel. Subscribe to it while you're there, and then you'll be notified when we upload something new. It's completely free. It is just provided by the gifts and partnership of our partners, and we are deeply grateful to our partners, especially during this season and time. We thank you for your faithfulness. But it's good to have you back on the program again, Jeremy. And he started sharing a series called Words in Red. And he was talking about in this series the contrast of how Jesus was made of a woman, made under the law. And some of the things that he says were in contrast to Old Covenant and New Covenant. Mm -hmm. And, and the thoughts he's been sharing on that, I think, have been powerful. And I, I believe you'll be blessed by them. Last week we talked about Levi, who sat at the receipt of customs. And then we talked about also uh, the man who was born of four, getting to Jesus and receiving his healing. And so I'm going to get him to jump back in here today because he's got some powerful things to say. I'm going to let him have most of the program today because I just appreciate what he says. Good to have you back on again. It's always good to be here. I want to say first off too, uh, because people hear you say, well, I built a studio. We built a studio. We got a studio B, a studio A. They took my brother's basement and finished it and set up a studio. Because I think sometimes people think, well, they just take your money and they're just doing all this stuff. This That's not what they do. Not, and that's we didn't not what spend we millions of dollars, no. Uh, it's, it's, the studio is in my brother's basement. Uh, just so you don't think it's something huge or something uh, extravagant. We believe in this so much. 
Uh, again, my brother opened up his basement and said, well, you know, I was going to finish it anyway. We'll just put the studio down here and we can shoot from there. Uh, I come over and maybe help him a day or two, just hang some drywall and do a couple things. But mainly it was not my dad. We built it ourselves. And even. my brother who did that. Uh, and, and they have done that stuff. And I say that because I think sometimes people are not, I want you to realize how serious we are about putting the gospel out there. It's not something, we're not trying to do something extravagant or be something amazing. We're really passionate. I mean, the reason why I pastor a church, the reason why I do what we do, what my brother does, what he does, my mom, dad, is because we really do believe in the gospel that we preach. Uh, we're not trying to get big. We're not trying to get uh, people just to know our name. We really want people to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit and to really encounter Jesus. Uh, we talked last week even about the guy that <clears throat> was brought by four friends that he had flesh in his, he was so de disabled that he couldn't get himself to Jesus. There was religious people surrounding Jesus, they're judging, when the guy finally gets healed, they're judging his healing, they're mad about his healing. My passion is to be one of those guys, I wanna be like one of those four people that brought that guy that's willing to do anything to rip up a roof, whatever it takes. I just want to see people healed. That's the passion that I carry as a pastor. That's a passion that I carry for my family. That's a passion that I carry for the world. And that's been instilled to me, not only from my father and my mother, but from my grandparents as well, who had encounters with Jesus that have passed that on. And so I wanted just to clarify that this is not some extravagant studio. It's my brother's basement because we are passionate about getting people to Jesus. We are passionate about the gospel. We're not trying to take money from people. I understand. We spent more money than we take in. That's Many times, like I said, we're in the middle of this pandemic and we've been preaching on Facebook Live and we have not once, uh, even on our live stream, mentioned about uh, offerings or anything. We've had a lot of new people listening to us uh, that would not normally go to our church. We've not mentioned about tithes and offerings or, or required that because you know what? In the middle of the pandemic, some people have not been working. Some people haven't been able to yeah. to to uh, make a living and they're barely getting by. We have not mentioned anything about giving because we just want people to be able to turn on Facebook at least one day a week and hear something positive. To hear something that's going to uplift them that might change their mind to, about their situation to not have an expectation of the world falling apart, their life falling apart, but have an expectation that, you know what? God can bless me in the midst of this. He can change the whole situation around. I might not know how, you know, it's like the, the widow that, that her barrel didn't, never ran empty during the whole time of famine. Uh, sometimes we don't even know how the miracle takes place. We just know there's a real miracle taking place. And I think in preaching the gospel and preaching the power of the Holy Spirit, those miracles take place in people's homes. And it's my passion to see that take place. And it's the passion that's been pa passed on. And so we do this, uh, preach this gospel, we do these things, not because we want to see if we can compete with some other ministry or, or make a name for ourselves. I don't care if anybody knows me. I really am passionate about Jesus and getting people to know Jesus. And so I just wanted to say that just so people know where we're at, that this isn't something extravagant. 
we really do want you to hear the gospel and hear something that just will revolutionize and change your life and set you free, uh, bring an expectation, a blessing upon your life, be uh, to enrich you, to because I think God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So He wants to give you, He wants to give you money and He wants to give you a life to enjoy that money, uh, and, and to bring something into you that just, uh, you know, you hear. Like Biggie said, mo money, mo problems. Uh, but I tell you what, when you've got Christ, when Christ is the one that brings the increase, there's no, this doesn't bring the problems. It brings the life, the enjoyment. Uh, and I think that's what God wants us to have, and, and that's the gospel that we preach. That uh, being said, <laughs> there was a, uh, Jesus comes in this scripture in, Matthew, in Luke chapter 5, and he's bringing a contrast between the Old and New Covenant. And there's two conversions, there are two uh, gaining of disciples that takes place in this scripture as well. We've talked about there was two ships in the beginning. There's two miracles that take place uh, with the guy that's got, he's got, uh, uh, one guy's got uh, uh, leprosy, the other one's got palsy. Um, and we talk about the old covenant, and the leprosy, you're ostracized, there's nobody to help you out, it's just a chance encounter. Many times you come in contact with Jesus. But the old covenant always requires some kind of work, some kind of labor. Even though you got your healing, you got your stuff, you still got to prove it to your religious system that it happened. Yeah. The second guy that gets healed, his friends just bring him to Jesus, and Jesus forgives his sins. He says, "This guy isn't alone." Under the new covenant, there's a community yeah. of faith. There's a community somebody of people. Somebody to carry you. When you somebody can't carry to carry you, you. That's not judging your condition. They're just. They're going to look to see what, 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 how can I get you to Jesus to, to get this condition healed? We don't, we understand it's not, sometimes it's not your fault you got into condition. Maybe the guy was born like that, but whatever it takes, we're going to get you to Jesus and see you healed. That's a new covenant people. But there's this conversion that takes place. It seems like the longer Jesus goes in this scripture, the more he begins to upset religion. He comes to the guys that are in the boat. They catch fish. They get to the shore, and he says, if you follow me, I'm going to make you catchers of men. And so we see the conversion of Peter, James, and John, and they leave everything, and they follow Jesus. Uh, nobody gets upset about that. Nobody's upset. You know, I mean, that's probably some people talked about, like, you know, did you hear about Peter, James, and John? That's weird. They left, they left their whole, they left all their business, man. They left all their fishing boats behind just to follow this guy. But nobody's upset about that. Where they get upset is when Jesus comes in contact with this man named Levi. And he said, Levi is sitting at the receipt of customs, and he's a publican. Now, from my study of publicans and things, I was trying to, it's not a Republican. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's a guy that has basically, he's working for the Gentiles. Yeah, work for he's a Jewish guy that's working for the Gentiles. And so, in that Mostly culture. Mostly a tax collector, I believe. And oh. Tax collector, he would well, collect taxes, he collected. Uh, Customs, you know, uh, probably like if you came from one part of the lake, because it's mostly a lake there, you came from one part of the lake to the other, or you came from one town or another, yeah. there's a tax you got to pay to get onto this dock to sell this, and then we have to see how much fish that you sold, and they would take it. And so, this culture, they didn't like this guy because, again, he's not really, he's not even collecting the taxes for his own people, he's collecting them. Were the Romans, yeah, you know, and sometimes this, extorting them on top of Lonnie's own pockets. Yep, and so, yeah, there's corrupt again. Yeah, you know, like you said, there's corruption here. There's there's this and that. Uh, so he's not liked by his culture, 
and by his people. You know, he's considered, you know, he's probably eating with the Romans, probably eating some better food, doing some, you maybe got a better house, and so that creates jealousy as well. And so, again, nobody cared when the fishermen got converted. Nobody cared that they followed Jesus, left their whole business. But for some reason, when it's this guy that they consider unclean, unworthy, that's when people start getting upset. Yeah. The guy that, you know, you're not supposed to be, you know, that we've we've set our whole lives and told, you know, that's not, you know, they that's a sinner. That's what a sinner looks like. You, you go to the churches, they got a different one, but every church almost has an epitome of that's what we call a sinner. Yeah. You know, at least in religious circles, yeah. as I say. Here's the epitome of what we call sin, and this is what is almost unconvertible. These people can't be saved. And, you know, we don't, we kind of, you know, you, I, and not in our circles, but I've been in those kind of cultures where it's almost like they don't want them to be saved. Yeah. Or having, you know, we don't, they don't want those kind of people to have an encounter with Jesus because who would we talk about then? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, because the religious to the old covenant system is that you're always trying to be better than somebody else. Thank God I'm not like that Thank sinner. Thank God I'm not like that sinner. And yeah. so we've made that, so we, you know, those those religious circles always has yeah. a guy that we've caused, that's the guy, that's the sinner, that's the epitome of sin. Thank God we ain't like him, and we hope to God he never gets converted, because then what will we do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's kind of how Levi is in this moment, because Levi... Jesus shows up to him, and again, he doesn't say to him, hey, follow me, I'll make you a catcher of men. He just simply says to him, follow me. The guy leaves everything. Now listen, because if this guy is so bad, you know, he's the epitome of what they have called, you know, because we'll go down here, it'll go down in the in the scripture, and the, the scribes and Pharisees, the religious people at the time, are going to ask him, how come you sit with publicans and sinners? How come you eat with them? You know, so they 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 have made this guy. This is the guy, but he's you know. So this is the guy they have made so bad under this old covenant system. But his conversion is is that the moment Jesus says, "Follow me," he leaves everything. The scripture says he left. He leaves everything, brings Jesus into his house, and throws him a feast in the midst of his friends. There was something about this encounter with Jesus, this new covenant encounter with Jesus. That's man, you know. To me, I we always, I always think anytime you know something is pretty much new covenant, kind of when all the religious people are mad about it, you know, and and then when things are happening in the midst of a church, and that ain't like the other churches, and they're kind of mad because yeah. a lot of times it's whenever the guy that they have made their poster boy of sin gets saved in this other church, this church has got to be the bad church. That's yeah. the church that's probably handling snakes. That's the church that, uh, yeah. you know, they just let anything go. They got, they got, you know, you might have been one of those churches. They got, you know, you got the, you're the rumored church. Well, they must have a flesh night down there because there's no way the poster boy sinner is going to come into that church unless there's some kind of sin going on in that church. Yeah, yeah. But that's usually probably where the gospel is being preached. Yeah. You know, where the conversions are taking place, that's, that's just people that are forsaking their normal life. That's usually probably where the gospel is being preached. That's where Jesus is probably in the midst of, and that's yeah. why people are having real encounters. That's the gospel. Yeah. Because God will take the poster boy of sin and do something so amazing with him yep. that nobody, nobody can figure it out. Yeah. Because here's Levi, he's sitting at this receipt of customs. He's the poster boy of sin. He's the publican and sinners that they have preached against. Yeah. Jesus says, just follow me. The guy follows Jesus, but then brings Jesus into his house so I'm, I'm, and throws this dude a feast in the presence of other publicans and sinners. 
because there was something about that encounter with Jesus that the poster boy of sin says, I don't want just my conversion, but I want to invite my friends here yeah. to sit down at meal with this guy because yeah. there's something about this encounter with him that will completely revolutionize your life. Yeah. They ha I'm sure they had seen the priests and Levites. They had seen the scribes and Pharisees walking around. I'm sure Levi had had an encounter with many of those guys on many occasions. Yeah. Maybe at times had to be the guy that took something from them, and they didn't like it. That's how he became the poster boy yeah, of sin. Yeah. You know, and so they, this is the guy. That, and, but he's had encounters with those religious guys. That's never changed him. That's made never made him want to forsake his life and do something else. But there was something about an encounter with Jesus that completely makes this guy go, you know what? And, and even again, even when you look at the conversion of Peter, James, and John, they left their boats behind after a record night of fishing. I said, we want to follow him. Yeah. Wherever he goes, we want to go. I mean, again, you see where in other scriptures where he'll talk about, they'll run, tell their brother, we have found the Messiah. Yeah. We have found him, man. And and he you uh, and, they're, and they're bringing their friends and they're bringing their family to this guy because there's something about the encounter with Jesus. Jesus tells people, you know, again, in this, in this same chapter, he tells one guy, he said, don't tell nobody about your healing. But somehow the fame of him spreads out. So much so that he sometimes has got to go into the wilderness just to get some peace a minute. Go pray and have some, you know, some downtime away from the press because there's, you know, somewhere along the line. Again, I think there's something that even in our our, our religious settings we're missing. If people aren't knocking, if people aren't tearing off the roofs of our building, if they're not pressing in then maybe somewhere we need to reevaluate the gospel that we're presenting yeah. or the Jesus that we're presenting because there was something about Jesus that was attractive. Yeah. The old covenant wasn't. Yeah. There weren't multitudes following the scribes and Pharisees. There weren't multitudes. Matter of fact, there weren't even multitudes following the Levitical priesthood because that was failing and everybody was failing at it. Yeah. They, that's why they had to keep going up year after year bringing their sacrifice because we couldn't follow the system we were failing at the system. Yeah. So there weren't multitudes following that system. It was a religious system that was failing, but yet Jesus comes and begins to present the gospel, begins to present something that really does change people. And there was something attractive about him that multitudes would follow him around or try to find where he's at. So much so that sometimes he'd have to go find a place to go hide for a little bit, you know, just yep. to get away from the multitude. But there's so there's something that meant to be attractive about Jesus in this new covenant. And I think that if our roofs of our buildings are not being torn off, if there's not a press of the multitude, I think somewhere in this in this climate of culture change, even we need to evaluate yeah. what is it that God is wanting to do. And, and let me what is it that I'm missing that's not attractive? Yeah. To the people, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, making bigger venues and, and louder music and more colorful lights. I'm talking about there was some, Jesus didn't have that. Yeah. yeah. Jesus wasn't going with a band. He wasn't going around with smoke a bunch machine. of lights and smoke machines. And there's nothing wrong with those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with nice buildings. But that wasn't what was that, the, wasn't, that the wasn't the attraction that brought people to Jesus. There was something about Jesus that was attracted. The healings that were taking place. Yep. The being set free from stuff. I mean, you think about uh, the man that was uh, possessed with legion. The dude didn't have, you know, he he didn't get up out of a bed and walk. He and he wasn't even going to one of Jesus's meetings. He was an encounter. And matter of fact, he, he wanted Jesus to kind of stay away. 
But in the middle of that encounter, there's something that took place in that guy that he got in his right mind. I mean, this guy would tear himself. He was living in tombs. He was fettered uh, in chains, and, and he would cut himself, the Scripture says, and all kinds of things. Yet when Jesus encounters him, the people from the town show up, and he's in his right mind. He's clothed. He's able to, to function. There's something that completely changed. And the people almost get mad. The religious people are mad that he got healed. Yeah. Now, the guy's been a terror, but they're mad because he got healed. Somewhere, I, you know, I think sometimes even in churches, we have been try, we, we're trying to impress the next church down the road. We don't want to make nobody mad that we have forgotten that Jesus is the attractant. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the one that maybe it needs to make, maybe Jesus yeah. needs to make some of our yeah. religious minds mad. Yeah, let me just jump in and say Go this ahead. too, because when you said that about that man with the legion, I heard somebody say this, and uh, I believe it was my friend Paul White who said this when he was teaching one of the conferences with him and I were together, and he said that uh, this guy was bound by a legion mentality, which is, you know, a legion means we are many. Mm -hmm. He was bound by the over overshadowing uh, cultural grasp. Yep. And when you break away from the group dynamic to to be an, an individual. Yep. You're breaking away sometimes from the legion type yep. thing. I I, I realize the guy really had the guy really had a demon, but nevertheless, yeah. maybe the legion Absolutely. he was breaking away from was the legion of so many religious ideas yep. that was tormenting him to where you yep. gotta cut yourself and you're always suffering and struggling and your pain and your problem and your needs, yep. you know. And you well, you to, know, I mean everybody has that everybody has something like that. You yep. know, yeah, preachers sometimes are some of the most insecure people on the planet. Yep. We go on Facebook. Facebook and we post something and we try to look for see how many likes we got. Yeah. Because we <coughs> excuse me, we live in those likes. <clears throat> even for people that are, you know, and, and that that goes not only just for Christians, but even just people in general. Uh, we live in a Facebook culture yeah. almost where it's like we live We're looking for, for affirmation, that, that affirmation. And you know, and, 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 and but that but that that kind of affirmation is something you have to maintain. Yeah. You know, you have to keep getting that, then you have to post something else to get the next one, and it's never enough. Whereas the affirmation, you know, we've talked I don't know, you preached before about the affirmation of the father. You know, we'll empower the son or the affirmation of fathers. And I think, you know, again, if we can get people to the affirming God, yeah. To the affirming Jesus, who who really is appealing when you really see. And yes, and he, you're not having to continue to get the you know do something else in order to get him to like you again. You know, it's like we got him to like us, yeah. but now that's starting to wear off. I've got to do something else now and up the ante to get yeah. Jesus to. And Jesus doesn't live in your likes. Jesus is absolutely living in your life. In your life. Yeah. You know, and he's affirming you. And that affirmation, if we could get people to that Jesus that affirms them on a daily basis, that's the empowerment that will put us in our right mind. You know, again, we like I said when we started the show here, that what we're living in is not trying to get, uh, you know, the likes of people. We didn't, you didn't build this studio. We don't preach the gospel because we're trying to get the likes of people and get the big name. Yeah. We do this because we're passionate. We're passionate because we've been affirmed by a loving Jesus yeah. and a loving Father that says, well done, my son. Yeah. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That kind of affirmation, again, the difference between Old Covenant and New Covenant is you've got to keep working to get that affirmation. Yeah. And it's exhausting. The New Covenant is, he just says, you know what, follow me. And there's something about that attraction, that, aff that affirmation of him yeah. saying to you, 
follow me. Just follow me. That says, man, I, whatever, I, I, I've got, I'm going to forsake everything in order to get to this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and everything we've done in ministry, even in our own, in our church and different things, I've built our church from the, the thing that I've told the Lord, I said, you know what? Scripture says, we labor in vain if you don't build the house. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I want you to build the house. And I don't want to have an expectation of what the house is supposed to look like. I want to see that if you built the house, you built this church, what your church would look like. And there was a lot of things that I had in my mind that I thought our church would look like, and it hasn't looked like any of those things. And again, this is not, and I'm not, our church is not the model for somebody else to do it. That's not, I'm doing, he said, follow me, and I yep. followed him. Yep. And I didn't, because, he didn't say to me, follow me, I'll make you a fisherman. He said, follow me. And in other words, there's a difference in what, you know, I'm not trying to make my church the model of here's how it works and here's how everybody ought to do it. I followed him the way he said to follow him my way. And I say that even for pastors and different ministries yes, as well, to be released for some stuff of be trying to do it like everybody else and yeah. trying to be the fisher of men. Maybe you're not meant to be the fisher of men. Maybe you're meant to sit down with the publicans and sinners. Yeah. Throw some parties at your house that, that invite people to have an encounter with Jesus. There might be some different ways of ministry yep. that God wants to do that we've not seen yet, but we have made a culture that's built upon formulas rather than a culture that's built upon following Jesus, allowing him to build the house, allowing him to bring the change and to bring the whatever it is. Yeah, getting maybe we're the maybe we're the church that that has some four people on the side that brings a man with palsy in front of Jesus. Maybe you know we're the church that that when the man of legion is healed, he's got a place that's not judging and casting him out, but recognizes, man, this dude's had an encounter with Jesus, and we want to accept him in and see what the Lord wants to do through him. Every one of our, I think every you know, there's so many churches in America. But yet almost all of them are the same formula, the same way, no matter if they got the smoke and lights or they don't, they've got the they just got the piano player and the old lady playing it. You know, we've all do the same formula where we do the worship, we do the preaching, and then we go home. And maybe God is wanting to shake up some formulas and really bring in a culture that says, I want, I want to build some houses. I want to make I want to do your church differently than the church right mm-hmm. down the street. And not just because they're bad, but because there's something unique inside of you that I want to do here. Because the reason, I tell you what, it's not that the the amount of churches that's bad, it's that we're all doing the same thing. But we're not attracting anybody new. Yeah. We're not attracting different cultures and different backgrounds and people that are, people that are hurting, people that are dying, that are desperate need of getting to Jesus. I think it's time to shake up some cultures and shake up some formulas and allow God to work inside of us. Say, you know what, God, you build this house, and whatever that looks like, I'm going to be okay with it because I want to see if you build a church, what that would look like. Yeah. And watch God do. And it's going to. I mean, it'll stretch. There's been times I've been stretched. There's been times I've been shocked at what God does. But in the end, I've seen some amazing things of what God does, and I've seen real conversion take place and people get real healing and become real in the house. Yeah. And that's worth it all to me. 
Well, you've heard it. I, I think that you ought to be encouraged to be original. You can leave the legion mentality and not have to follow the group dynamic and be individual and be who God called you to be. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to sow seed into the ministry to help us, uh, there will be a way to do that through the website's easiest way you can give via credit card, PayPal. There's also a text to give on the screen, and you can call the number on the screen, or you can send a check and money order to the address that will come up on the screen. Thank you for joining us. I trust you've been blessed by this series of programs. God bless you.